one, two, three, four, five. And welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are now on episode 18. I didn't even have to think about it this week because I just looked at the file folder. Bam! Efficiency. Oh my god. Yes, we are back and it is the Saturday after Thanksgiving um, in the US. It is. Um, The holiday, which none of my European co-workers had off, so I was getting work emails all week. Um, How you doing, Blue? I'm pretty good. A long lion. I've just realized that once again we've fudged it up and the Thanksgiving-esque episode is going to come out a week after Thanksgiving. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I already... Uh, I, I anticipated this. And by anticipated, I mean I thought of that about 12 hours before you did. And on the episode that is going up today, you know how I put the flavor text at the end in the outro screen you made? Yep. Um, I, it says, hey, next week. I, I put Happy Thanksgiving at the end of this week's podcast, the one that's going out this right. week. And then said, next week we might actually do something for Thanksgiving. Gotcha. <laughs> um, or something something like that. So yes, I, <laughs> I anticipated the fuck up. Um, anyway. Because yeah, over here it's so like, um, obviously we don't celebrate Thanksgiving because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not thankful for anything. Uh <laughs> You're all a bunch of Brit. Uh, I was about to say British assholes. <laughs> I meant bitter assholes. <laughs> We're all just British. That's enough of an insult. No. Um, um, yeah, no, it's it's weird. I, I hear about it because obviously I speak to quite a few Americans. I do hear about it, but other than that, I we do not hear. There was absolutely no mention of it anywhere, really. Hmm. Which yeah. you think there'd be kind of some. I don't know. Cause see, it's America, and America's like pretty tight with Britain. Yeah, you'd um, think that. I mean, a lot of our holidays are bleeding out over. Like when Halloween happened, I was talking to coworkers in Europe, and they were like, "I actually, it was oh, I forgot to turn my heater off, and that just turned on. That's going to be really loud in the mic." Oh, I didn't hear anything. Okay, I oh. guess I'm one in charge now. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Um. So I was talking to one of my coworkers. Uh, he lives in Spain, and um, we were. I was. We were. At, it was right before Halloween. We were asking him, like, "Oh, what's? Do you guys celebrate it over there? Is it? Because it's more of it's Halloween is as we've established on the Halloween trivia. Um, started in Ireland, made its way over, and became big in Mexico with Dia de los Muertos, hmm. but." In Spain, apparently, it's not that big a thing, but he was like, it's starting to become, like, bigger with the younger generation, you know, any excuse to have a party. Well, I think Day of the Dead was, uh, it, it didn't come from Halloween, it came from, like... It did. It was sort stuff. of, yeah, yeah, it, it's a combination of, it's interesting in South America and in Mexico in particular how many um, native traditions kind of merged with Christian traditions when, you know, it was taken over by Spain. Um, so you have things like All Hallows' Eve being combined with Dia de los Muertos, which, actually, you're right, it was, there was, a, there were Aztec traditions. That's why you have the painted skulls and all the colors and everything. Yeah, the, the candy skulls. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's the, the coming together of the masses. Yeah, essentially. Um, anyway, we did actually... Uh, you you said you had a topic, or you yes. pri- you primed me on a topic that you had found before this. Well, um, there was um, 
as I as I told Kaiser shortly before this, I find that I'm actually getting a lot of a lot of runtime out of Twitter. <laughs> I'm like checking it every like every once a day maybe, and actually some of the stories they are pretty entertaining for at least five minutes. Today I go on there. Oh, that, okay, so sometimes it's something that's amusing. Other times it's something that I think is just really stupid. And today is one of them. Um, there are currently protests in the UK. I need to get. I need to get an American. I need to log in as an American account. To also find out some of the stuff that's happening over there. Because at the moment, <laughs> I'm just seeing all the trending stuff that's in the UK. Well, hold there on. There are protests. What were you going to say? I was going to. Sorry, no. I, I I interrupted you right as you were getting to the crescendo. But <laughs> I, isn't the TMCJ podcast an American account? It is, but I think it automatically logs me in as .co.uk. Oh. Uh, no, actually, I am on .com. I am oh, on .com, okay. but it still shows me British UK things. Might might have to do with your IP address, then. Mayhaps. In which case, there's probably not much I can do about it. I'm anyway. sure it'll be a fix online I'll look up. Anyway, go go on with the story. I interrupted you. The uh, trending thing today, at the moment is that there's a London protest on for people protesting being in lockdown. So there are mass gatherings for people to protest not being in gatherings. <laughs> Which I understand it from a bold and political statement view as being something that's well, bold and politically driving, but also how bloody stupid. Yeah. Like, well, I, I I will jump in here and say that, yeah, I, I I'm on I'm on board at least from that perspective. Like, yes, mass gatherings. It's a great way to get sick. It's the same reason that, yeah. um, conventions like you know video game conventions anime conventions uh like marketing doesn't matter any kind of convention there's a thing uh that's known as the con flu and it's because yeah. you've got like tons of people all stuffed together you people get sick um and with a pandemic on yeah it's not the smartest move but now this do, is Oh, sorry. sorry. Just the last thing I was going to say is it may not be the smartest move, but I, I don't think it should have been unexpected. You can only keep people like locked indoors for so long before they snap. Yeah. Well, I think this this is specifically hashtag London protest, okay? And I think I'd, I can, it's probably pretty obvious the reason behind it. Uh, a couple of days ago, there was an announcement which... Uh, told people, basically, depending on what city you're in, whether you're in Tier 1, 2, or 3. Now, I think Tier 3 is the worst. Mm. And basically that says that they're still going to be in full lockdown during December. Up until the 22nd. From the 22nd till the 27th, I believe it is, um, all the rules are lifted, right? So over Christmas mm. itself, there are no lockdown rules. So I think that's far too generous as it is. I think that's going to be really bad. I think we're going to lose a lot of lives because of that, to be honest. But it's Christmas, and for morale's sake, I suppose 
maybe it'll help some people through that otherwise wouldn't. Alright. But this is like two days after, so I'm assuming London got slapped with a tier 3 lockdown thing. Mm-hmm. And so only now, because it's them being affected, are they riot- not, not rioting, but protesting. But, yeah, exactly. Um, <sighs> this This is something that has bothered me about the lockdowns from the beginning. You remember, we we actually talked about it on the podcast a few months back. There was all these protests going on across the world. Well, Mm. at least across the UK and the US. Again, I have no idea why they were going on in the UK. Here, it was the whole BLM thing. Um, But, (laughs) like, the, the day before all of those protests and the riots that went along with them started, like every single fucking news station was talking about how we had to lock down, we had to be careful, social distancing, wear a mask, all this other crap. Then the riots and the protests happened, and I do say riots and protests because there were both, but I'm not one of those people that's going to say they're both the same thing. They weren't. There were riots and there were protests. But no matter which one you're talking about, like, it was a bunch of people crowded together and shouting, and then for some reason... All the news stations stopped talking about social distancing and locking down and everything and started talking about that. And it, this is the sort of thing that is making, like, what you just said. It's like, only now are they doing it because it's affecting them. Yeah. It's just, like, ugh. I will say that we're, we're in what can be, so normally on this this podcast we we preface like more serious things with you know we're not professionals about this um i i do want to well there's nothing to be professional about with this really i mean what i'm about to talk about is though um like this is my profession um i god i should probably clarify that so i i uh i work in uh the pharmaceutical industry um, and I have a degree in engineering uh, related to you know, bi- biology and medicine. That, so I, I have some mild qualifications in this. Not, I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm not like an epidemiologist, nothing like that. But we're entering into kind of a precarious time now because one of two things is going to happen. Like normally with viruses, what happens is they get less deadly over time. Like, as they spread through people, viruses are essentially a parasite. They infect cells, they use the cells to reproduce, because a virus is just a protein coat and a couple genes, and that's it. So, as they use the cells to reproduce, they generally tend to get less deadly, because if a virus kills off its host, then it, it kills itself off. It has no way to reproduce. So, generally, they get less deadly, but... We're now going into, like, winter, which is cold and flu season. So people's immune systems are compromised, and then they're additionally even more compromised because they've been locked inside and not getting as much sunlight and vitamin D and all this other crap. So it could, like, it, and especially with what you're talking about with, like, people gathering and protesting further lockdowns, and then you've got the holiday gatherings, Thanksgiving and Christmas. This got dark very quickly. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's either going to be very bad or not that bad. <laughs> and it's a yeah. coin flip 
and that is, I think, the most terrifying part, is that it's a coin flip. Um, yeah, and kind of bring it back to the, the voices of the people right now, quite often, like, almost all the time, Twitter is of one single opinion. And any converging opinion generally gets, you know, the tape put over its mouth and dumped in the toilet. Yeah. Um, on this, though, there are some very converging opinions. Um, one here, person here says, If you support the lockdowns, you are supporting fascism and pure evil. Oh. Hashtag London protest. Uh, another person saying, I don't agree with the protest at the moment, but I can see why people are angry. Um, so it is good to see, actually, some... Some actual debate, you know... The, well, I wouldn't the... say debate, because calling people fascists and eat pure evil isn't exactly debate. But okay. yeah, two sides to the coin on this. On the this, internet uh, version of debate. Yeah, and of course, all, in all the videos of the, the protest, no one is wearing a bloody mask. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, if you're protesting and you're shouting, the mask isn't going to do anything. Well, you can have, like, one of those... You know, some of the masks have, like, the side hole on them? that, like, stops liquids getting out, but you can still hear people a bit better. Oh, though, yeah, those are the ones that, okay, so I, that's something that, um, yeah, yeah, exactly, those masks will actually help. Uh, a, a lot of those masks that you're talking about, too, will have, um, not HEPA filters, but they'll have filters on them, and yeah. those are the kinds of masks that will actually be the most effective at actually filtering out any sort of biological agent. Um, mm. The ones that are just, like, cloth or whatever, yeah. I mean, you're better off robbing a bank. It's not really gonna... I'm not gonna give my opinion on that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, switching to a more positive topic, there was something else I was gonna talk about. Uh, uh, Ubisoft. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe not we were... more positive. <laughs> <laughs> no. And actually, now I look at it, I'm still on like, Twitter. Who to follow? The top suggestion is Ubisoft. Is it actually? It actually bloody is, followed by Marvel. <laughs> okay. I gotta look at their goddamn Twitter, because I, I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, so from the um, slightly uncomfortable topic about bitching about current events, we're gonna move on to bitching about video game companies. This, right, this is... There's specifically one problem I'm here to bitch about today. Mm. And that is Rainbow Six Siege's launch thing. Alright? <laughs> okay. It used to be that you'd go on Rainbow Six Siege on Steam, you'd hit the button and it would play the game. I mean, it'd take a while to boot up, but it would play the game. Now, if you hit the button, it, you know when it... Okay. <laughs> Come. Okay. You got your tinfoil hat on? You know when uh, you try and start an application, I'm not talking to you specifically guys, they're just people in general, and it comes mm. up with a pop-up that says, this game wants to do something to your computer, uh, and you have to hit agree to let it run, basically. Yeah, it needs admin rights. And it's always a little bit weird and a little bit dodge when that comes up, like, consistently, but if it's a big enough company like Ubisoft, you're like, okay, fine. If these guys are actually doing something illegal, chances are there'll be a hundred people checking up on exactly what's happening, and it won't probably be a thing. So anyway, I hit agree. And two seconds later, another one pops up. I'm like, this is crazy. Why do I need to agree two things 
just to play a game that I've always been able to play anyway. Hmm. So I hit agree. And the third freaking one comes up! And I have to agree on that one as well! What are they doing now that means that my computer is, like, screaming at me not to let this thing run? Because <laughs> that's worrying. Uh, and also... Even when I hit agree to all those three things, it does not open the game. What it does is open up Ubisoft Connect, which is another word that should never be used around games generally because of its past. Connect. Just, it, it's, it's like some kind of Ubisoft store it boots up. And then you have to click play again on Steam for the game to then boot up. And I'm fairly sure I closed the Ubisoft Connect store at one point before I started up the Rainbow game. And I was going to join... It was like the first game we were going to play, you, you and me, Kaiser. Yeah. And it was a quick match. That was all it was. I hit uh, play and it crashed the game. <laughs> So I have to have this stupid Ubisoft Connect thing running in the background just so that I can play the game. It takes like three times as long to boot up the game. What is Ubisoft doing? Rant over. I, I w there were multiple times during that that I opened my mouth to speak and I'm like, nope, he's he's on a roll. I can't, <laughs> I can't interrupt this. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. So... And it, <laughs> This is something that has, I think, been getting worse and worse over time. I remember back, like, in the PlayStation, N64, Dreamcast kind of days. Like, I... Granted, I just named, like, five different eras. But I I remember playing video console video games as a kid and getting really annoyed when every time I started the game, I had to watch the, the company logo and watch, like, the publisher logo. And I'm just like... Yeah. Get this shit out of my face. And the game, the publishers, I remember liking the publishers as a kid that let me skip through their fucking logo. Um, and then... I don't know, with the, the PlayStation logo, I always quite liked the little ditty that came with it. Well, okay, the console logo, maybe. And it's the same thing with the GameCube, the little... When it's, like, rotating yeah, it's around. Going and... around, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that was actually the noise that I was thinking of. <laughs> on the PlayStation, but, yeah, go on. So, okay, they, they at least made it entertaining, though. But now, like, I remember sometime in the mid-2000s, like, even on PC, game publishers started doing, like, everybody who worked on the game got an unskippable identification at the beginning of the game. Like, an unskippable little thing. And it was literally just, like, their logo, and, or maybe, like, a, a default sound effect. Somebody lead, leaned on the D key of a keyboard, and that was the end of it. But... Yeah. I, I feel like this is the logical progression, is that now, not only do we do that but and even if we buy a game on steam if it's a ubisoft game or an ea game you have to load up their specific launcher at least origin as terrible as origin is and as shitty as a company as ea is it's it loads quickly it loads quickly gets it in game starts up job yeah. done good to go but with you're right with ubisoft i went through the exact same thing because we I think they, they did some kind of a patch, because now it needs three different admin permissions, and that's just to start up the launcher. Mm. It's it's sketchy, and I... <sighs> I 
don't know enough about software to know exactly what it is that they're requesting. It well, um, and that's that's the thing you don't know. So <laughs> when Doom Eternal came out, um, Doom Eternal being a, another first-person shooter game uh, made by Bethesda, they put some anti-cheating software into the game. They patched it in later, and it's a very very sketchy software. Like it has root access to your computer's like registry, so that kind of access can like brick your computer if it's handled poorly. It mm. and they got they got a lot of flack for it. Um, I mean, but as the earlier this year was getting shit on in general because they had just come off of Fallout seventy six, which yeah, and then you know they moved on to. Uh, doing well they released doom eternal which excellent game got them back some brownie points but then they did this <laughs> i don't know um yeah i think there was a similar problem with um valorant when that first came out there was some program that had to automatically run in the background which messes yeah. your pc a little bit and you have to restart the pc to actually get the program to start i i i have it on my computer and every time i oh hey look it's running right now i'm gonna exit that <laughs> um, every single time that I restart my computer, it starts up until I uninstall Valorant. Uh, which I yeah. think I might anyway. No one's really playing it anymore. At least in our, yeah, our group. Yeah, me and Scott do a bit, but that's about it. Um, oh, okay. And even then, he's kind of moved on to Apex, so... Yeah. Oh, God. They've, uh... Scott and you have become obsessed with that game. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, hmm. I mean, it's alright. I... I, I... Enjoyed the old game, but after what? a couple of games where I've not got any kills because I'm not I'm not great at online shooters. Apex is um, yeah. Apex is my style of shooter. It's it's much. It has a very Halo feel, which is probably yeah, why Scott likes it so much. And bollocks. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> but the, the, that's the I was I think I was saying this to it was either you or Kevin uh, yesterday, but. Uh, Juan, Raymond, and I have been playing Apex Legends. Um, Apex Legends, by the way, uh, if I haven't talked on, on the podcast before, it's a like a three-man battle royale first-person shooter game. Yeah. Uh, so battle some... royale being uh, one huge map that slowly like closes in to a single central point, and there are about fifty teams, and they're all battling to be the last one alive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, Juan Raymond and I have been playing this game for close to two years now. No. Yeah, it came out in 2019, a year and a half, about a year and a half. We, we, we started playing it off and on uh, in 2019, and this yeah, year with the lockdown. consistent with it. Yeah, this year during the lockdown, it was a good way for us to stay in contact and keep talking to each other. Um, mm. So, we've been playing it a lot more this year. Um... That being said, I think we're, like, you, it's similar to other, like, online games. There's not a ranked mode, but you, as you play, you level up and you get points that you can use to unlock, like, weapon yeah, skins is. and character skins and characters. There's uh, a ranked mode. Yeah. Oh, is there? I'm pretty damn sure there's a ranked mode, yeah. Okay, well, we've never noticed it. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the interface for that game is kind of crap. Um... But it's a fun game, yeah, so we kind of forgive it. Anyway, it's the, free. The, the, the point I'm trying to make is that the game itself, like, we've been playing it off and on for that period of time, and I think we've hit, like, level 70, which is just, like, just overplaying. 
Raymond's been playing it a lot more recently. He's like 119. Um, hmm. I think Scott and Yi have they've far surpassed me and Juan. You, yeah. They they've yeah, overtaken yeah. me and Juan in a matter of a month or so. <laughs> In and the space of about, I think I, I I didn't play it for about three days, and Scott went from level nineteen to level fifty three or something. Yeah. Um, and I was like, holy shit! Oh, uh, so the ranked in it, it actually works a bit differently to the normal ranked thing because obviously you're not going to win most matches. Yeah. It actually works based off the amount of like damage and kills and how long you survived to get a few rank points. Oh, okay. So we've probably been playing that then. Maybe I'm so I'm <laughs> I'm never the party leader in that game. Um, it's normally no, no, if I'm playing if I'm playing with Scott and Yi, it's one of those two. And if I'm playing yeah. with um, Juan and Raymond, then it's usually Juan. Um, or actually, sometimes Raymond if he logs in first. It's just never me, <laughs> <laughs> which I am. We're perfectly just the lazy ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> just the hangers on. With a fill. <laughs> that being said, I do usually top the kills and damage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I'd spoke to Juan and Raymond, that would definitely be what they say. <laughs> no, it, it, Juan gives me a decent run for my money. Uh, Raymond usually... Like, Raymond's our support, and... Like, <laughs> I, I mean this in the, the, the best possible way. We were talking about this the other night. Um, like, when Juan and I go, like, two balls deep and try to, like, fight a fight we can't handle, Raymond's the one that's, guy, like, guys, guys, pull back. <laughs> we're yeah, we're way too separated. To get the fuck. He's he's the one that keeps track of the team and keeps us on point. Um, we probably would lose a lot more games if he wasn't in the party. Yeah. And if only just because we'd pick up like pick fights that we definitely couldn't handle. Oh man. Yeah. Although. <laughs> oh shit! I could just keep telling stories about that for a while. But do we want to? Um, we we've got about five or so minutes left in this segment do we want to try to pick a different topic because we've we've ranted about protesters we've ranted about ubisoft and now we're just talking about yeah. video games i like how you call it ubisoft as well yeah is it ubisoft or ubisoft i've always called it ubisoft but ubisoft sounds like a children's friendly version yeah ubisoft <laughs> ubisoft Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm just I'm know. just playing with the word now. The what was I watching the other day? Oh, I've been watching some really weird games. I watched some Days Gone By. I think it's called. I think it's it's called Days Gone. I know the game Days you're talking Gone? about. I've yeah, heard the, people. The... I've heard people recommend it as a counterpoint to The Last of Us. Uh, the Last Re of Us Two. Really? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the the zero punctuation review of it? Days Gone. Yes, I have. Yeah, and he is not happy with it. And frankly, to be honest, neither am I. Um, it seems... It's very, like, Mad Max-esque from the look of it. <laughs> Mad Max, if he was a meandering redneck, is the way I've heard it described. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, hell, have you seen the first Mad Max film? Uh, no, I've not seen any of them. Oh, okay, well, that's something we're going to have to Meet remember mix. at some point. <laughs> I've, I've played the Mad Max video game. Oh yeah, I've I've bought the Max game and I've not actually played it. Is it worth playing? Um, I mean, it's it is like a generic open world sandbox. Yeah. It's I mean, it, I I watched a bit of it. I so I got it for free. I I should point that out. Um, because 
So I have um, I I have PlayStation Plus, Ooh. and I have PlayStation Plus for one reason: the free games. Because I don't play yeah. PlayStation online. I have my PlayStation in my bedroom, and so like if I'm having a lazy day, I don't feel like getting out of bed. Usually a Sunday. Um, mm. I I'll just like start it up and play like a random single player game for a while. And there there are quite a few good single player games. Like right now in the middle of the new God of War. Um, God of War Beard oh, yeah. Dead. Is that the one that came out with the PS4? Uh, potentially. I I don't know. I've not been following the God of War series generally, but I played a little bit of that, and I yeah got bored pretty quick. I played God of War one, um, the whole way through. Mm. I didn't play God of War two at all or three. I played one of the mobile like the, it came out for the PS Vita, I think it was. I played one of those, um, and then this is the first like real God of War game I've played since God of War one. Gotcha. God of War yeah. also. <laughs> it's a. It, for, I feel like we need to clarify whenever we're talking about because uh, we do th we do this when we talk about movies or books. We clarify and give background. We never do it when we talk about games because we're just assuming people know what we're talking about. Yeah, we're too far down that rabbit hole, really, aren't we? <laughs> oh shit! There was a big topic I could have discussed, but we've got like one minute left now. No, no, bring it up. Let's let's uh, let's talk about it. This will be our Spyro. topic to close. Sp oh. oh, fucking hell. I love Spyro. He's such a sweetie. Um, this is, of course, talking about the original Spyro, not the uh, that horrible Spyro that they made for... Yeah. Oh, what was that? There was a big trend at one point where you had, like, a platform that you'd buy, and you'd put figures on top of it, and it would make the characters come to life in game. Yeah. Nintendo is still doing that. Uh, I don't know Are what. They... I don't know if there's a generic name for it, but Nintendo calls them amiibos. Um, yes, that was it. Fuck no. They made a disgusting-looking Spyro. Hang on, I need to. Look up the <laughs> All right. Image. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to give some background. Spyro the Dragon is a uh, video game from the PlayStation One era. Um, in fact, I think all the games were on the PlayStation 1. I don't think any of them came out for the PS2. I may be mistaken. I I personally got a PS1 long... Oh my god, that thing's horrifying. It's horrifying, right? Jesus. Okay, so the actual Spyro in the games is kind of this uh, cute and lovable looking like animated dragon. Little purple dragon, right? Mm -hmm. Um... The version they made for the Amiibo looks like something you would fight in a horror game. Like, he's all scaly and gross, and he looks angry, and he's got claws and a tail that looks like it could fucking poke somebody's eye out. Yep. Like, jeez, this is in co contention for something worse than a Lego brick to stand on. <laughs> um, the, yeah, but, but so <laughs> I've been playing the uh, Spyro Reignited trilogy. And I've been, as Kaiser will tell you, very much enjoying it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I watched uh, a bit of you playing it the other day. I bought it a few days ago, and I've already 120% completed the first game. I finished the last, uh, the second game at 100% yesterday. Uh, after many ragey moments of running speedways, uh, which is like a time trial course that you have mm. to complete for a skill point. Uh, really, really fun. Uh, I never actually played the original first two games. I played the third one uh, on the originally on the 
GameCube, I think it was. I, I think PS- they were PlayStation 1. I think all the Spyro PS1, games were PlayStation actually. 1. Yeah. Um, it's been that long. Um, but yeah, I actually really enjoyed them, yeah. the first two games. They weren't... I was expecting them to be excessively hard, because generally older games tended to be more challenging. People used to have more runtime because it games would be a lot harder and a lot more intense. Um, hmm. But surprisingly, the bosses in the first game were the easiest bosses I think I've fought in any game at any point. Um, the bosses in number two, a lot harder. Like, a lot, a lot harder. I've... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just a lot of... Tr- kind of a, as a, a final thought. So I never played the Spyro games as, as a kid, because I, I didn't have a PlayStation 1. Um, mm. I, when I was growing up, we had... We stuck to mostly Nintendo. My first two uh, video game consoles were hand-me-downs. Right. I had the original Nintendo Entertain. Even though the Nintendo Entertainment System came out like years before I was born, um, when my cousin got a Super Nintendo, uh, he sent yeah, it to me. I remember you talked about this on one of the previous podcasts. Yeah, and so we stuck with Nintendo for a while. The first console I ever bought was an N64, and um, then... After that, I think the first outside of Nintendo console I ever bought was a Dreamcast. But that that by that point, the PS One had come and gone. Um, it was the PS Two era at that point. Mm. So I never really played a lot of those classic PlayStation games. Gotta say, I think I preferred the PS One over the PS Two. Mm. Um, I think I don't know the games in the PS Two were a lot more. I don't know if they were experimenting with different things, but there seemed to be a lot more gimmicky games. Well, like the PS2, the PS2, I think had the biggest video game library of any console. I may be wrong in saying that, but if if it isn't the biggest one, it's very very close. And the reason they did that was they would just let whoever make a game. Anyone, yeah. So there was there was that makes sense. There was a lot of good games, but there was also a lot of trash. Yeah, I mean. In the PS1 era, we had Crash Bandicoot, we had Spyro, we had uh, Buster Move, as we talked about previously. Mm. Love Buster Move. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. shout out to, to my... <laughs> Buster, I, I think I mentioned this uh, yesterday. Buster Move was my uh, my mother's game. She had a copy of it for yep. the N64. Yeah, for me, it was, uh, my granddad uh, at the time was... Uh, I don't know, it, it, was, it was just like... It was a very family-friendly game. Mm. Um... And anyone could enjoy it, really. Um, yeah. But there, yeah, there was there was some other heckin' good games on on the PS One. Uh, I don't have as fond memories of the PS Two. Well, the PS Two uh, did. Although there was some great ones like Ratchet and Clank. Sorry. Yeah, the Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter. There was Final Fantasy Ten, which was my mm-hmm. my introduction to the Final Fantasy. Uh... No, actually, that wasn't my introduction. I had a um, had a cousin who introduced me to Final Fantasy 7, but he was in the middle of the game, and all I saw him do was raise chocobos, so... Uh, well, I mean, that sounds like the best thing you could do. I know, it, it made me... I was a very gullible child, too. I'm remembering, <laughs> like, this... this. I'll tell you a story off... Uh, off okay. Um, <laughs> off podcast, but it just, that, that memory is tied to something else. Um, but no, no, like, there, there were good games on the PS... Like, uh, Xenosaga, uh, very good... I think... An underappreciated JRPG, um, okay. like a sci-fi, 
Yeah, yeah, not a lot of people have. I have the entire trilogy, and it was all PS2 era. Excellent game, in my opinion, but, you know, it's, again, kind of, because this goes back to, there were so many games that yeah. even some of the good ones get buried. Um, well, hmm. either way, I think that's that's probably a good point to yes. uh, to end this segment, because we're, we're just going to start rambling and telling stories if we keep Literally going. We could talk about PlayStation for ages. <laughs> we really could. We should just have a PlayStation segment. Oh, man. All right, either way. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This is the end of the segment one of the TMCJ podcast. You will hear us again momentarily, um, assuming you aren't listening on Monday, for segment two. And welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are now on segment two, our media segment, which... I have already decided to hijack because I had a story that I was telling Blue in the intermission that I wanted to actually tell in the podcast. <clears throat> so I, I was pointing out that you know, with all the pandemic stuff, I've been looking at like um, early on, I was looking at like uh, uh, things to stockpile, right? Like you wanted dry foods and stuff like that, just in case like the supply chain breaks down. It just makes sense to have like canned soup, yeah. beans, that Apocalypse sort of stuff. Kit. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Or at the beginning of this whole thing, a ton of toilet paper. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, because of that, Amazon has been recommending me some stuff. And uh, one of the things that was really cool was a survival axe. And it's like, it's this stainless steel axe that it, the handle breaks apart. And it has like a knife, a flint, a whistle, a compass, um, in addition to the axe itself. Now, one of the things that I didn't notice is apparently the knife has a bottle opener built into it. And it reminded me of something from college. I had a, a really nice toolkit um, in college that had like an Allen wrench and um, like a socket wrench and a few normal wrenches, a hammer, a screwdriver with a bunch of different attachments to it. And it also had a level. The level had this triangular insert in the top of it which we discovered, being college students, was perfect for opening beer bottles. And um, it was it was a Stanley toolkit, and so whenever, like, we didn't actually have that many bottle openers in the apartment, so if somebody wanted to open a beer, um, the, the shout used to be, hey, get Stanley! And uh, that was it. Just a, a little, little anecdote from my personal life. I see. Uh, Speaking yes, of, you have the charge. I, Go I have plenty of media. I have so much <laughs> media. Because of the Thanksgiving holiday, I was uh, home visiting my parents uh, this past Thursday, and we watched quite a few movies. Um, yeah. Speaking... That's... Sorry? I was going to say, when... I was doing a bit of prep for uh, today, obviously, and I looked at, like, Thanksgiving movies, and the, the, I did not recognize a single one. Yeah, we didn't watch any... Naff. We didn't watch anything <laughs> traditional. We just, like, looked up whatever wh like whatever was available. Um, you, you'll hear that yeah. when I tell you what movies we watched. That being said, we also did Movie Night this past week. So we have that this to talk about. Yeah. So I, I will I will get uh, mine in first because Go for it. Uh, they may be they're going to be shorter they're more one sided. So I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog movie first of all, 
which was actually uh, kind of a surprise. I got home and my mother was watching it. Yeah. By by herself, and I was like, "Are are you watching the Sonic movie?" But apparently she saw it was free, and, you know, she thought it looked yeah. kind of cool, and so she started watching it, and apparently, like, uh, we've Comcast, uh, apparently it was a free movie. So, at the reluctance of my father, we, we watched that movie. Um, <laughs> but he ended up really enjoying it, too. There were, there were a few good, um, a few it's moments that he, he got a good chuckle out of, because uh, it yeah. has um, Jim Carrey in it, and he has a, a, quite a few good one-liners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it as good as we've kind of heard because I know we talked about it previously, but neither of us had seen it before. It it was like I so the original I, I never had like a Sega Genesis or anything like that, but I had a Dreamcast and I played mm. the Sonic Adventure games and I, I really enjoyed them as a kid. Oh, um, yes. Everyone loved Sonic Adventure. Oh, they they were great games. Um, but you know a little clunky but they were they were fun and like the story was was kind of interesting um despite some of the cheesy voice acting like they were engaging especially as a kid oh yes and so i like i was i really wanted it to be a good movie but mm. quite a few video game movies end up being utter shit oh yeah god and this one was looking like it was going to be just another one in the pile with the original version of the cgi sonic and everything that whole controversy but they apparently they went back to the table and you know reworked it a little bit and there were some like cheesy moments because it is a kids movie but i i really enjoyed it i found myself enjoying the movie from beginning to end like this they nice. they handled sonic really well like his interactions with the real people didn't feel like forced or awkward mm. um and jim carrey as dr robotnik ended up despite seeming like a weird choice it he he does it really well i i ended up loving the movie from beginning to end sorry i'm just looking up jim carrey dr robotnik <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite remember. I remember seeing bits. Yeah, he's very uh, more in shape than the, the average Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> yeah, because normally Dr. Robotnik is a bit uh, rotund, as it were. A little bit, yes. Um, but he, he's much more skinny. That being said, at the very end of the movie, they do tease a sequel. They tease a sequel but by introducing another one of uh, Sonic's woodland fellows. <laughs> And also showing that uh, Jim Carrey uh, might be moving towards being the more traditional Dr. Robotnik. Oh, yeah. That's cool. It's I'm, just... I'm looking at the... Uh, I don't know whether this is from the movie or something else, but that is one hell of a mustache. That is... Oh, that's a spoiler. Okay. I'm well, well, I mean, it's I, not really I... a spoiler in itself, but the, the scene, <laughs> I... I take it, is a spoiler. Yeah, the scene is a spoiler. I won't, I, I won't talk about that um, now because um, I don't want to spoil it. Because I do recommend okay. the movie. Um, you can is kinda... that the bit at the end of the movie that we were just talking about? It is exactly that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, the, the movie itself, like, great from beginning to end like i i found myself laughing like they they pull off that all ages humor really well um good, good. so you're not uh if you if you're watching the movie as an adult you don't feel like why the fuck am i watching this little kids show and if you're watching it as a kid i imagine you'd probably be entertained as well i don't have kids so i wouldn't know but 
You are a kid. I, I'm a child at heart. Um, so that yeah, was that no, was number I one. Watch that. Looks good. Yeah, I, I I'd recommend it. So movie number two we watched to go in completely the opposite direction. This one much more. Uh, it was a movie that my dad had seen and talked up as a great movie, and I'd seen reference to it, but I'd never watched it. Um, was a uh, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. It rings a bell. It's a movie that I, I think I'm going to have us watch for movie night sometime. It's from 1995, so it's it's an older movie. Yeah. And it's Denzel Washington oh. and a few other people that I I remember. Um, we talked about this, didn't we? Briefly. A little bit. We, we talked about it yeah, briefly yeah. yesterday. And I think we talked about it a bit like a couple weeks ago, too. Not, not yeah. on here, but... Because I remember comparing it to The Hunt for Red October... Yeah, and it is, uh, it's quite good. So the, the whole premise of the movie is, you know, it's a submarine, nuclear submarine, uh, four years after the Cold War ended, and uh, Russian insurgents take over a Russian nuclear base, and they're deployed to try and essentially be, a, be in position if, if, you know, shit goes really bad. And long story short, some, they get attacked... There's uh, a breakdown in their communication abilities, and this causes, uh, be- for the reasons of their mission, causes some serious tension. And it's it essentially the crew splits into two factions that are ideologically opposed. Um, one thing, and I, I, I'd heard that much about the movie before I saw it, and I'm gonna venture into spoiler territory, so. I'm not going to spoil it too much because I do want to show it to you and I think that it's best left unspoiled but I will say that they handle the resolution of that conflict extremely well huh. like they they resist the urge to like hammer you over the head with this guy's right no this guy's right instead they sort of leave things somewhat ambiguous and resolve things in a very, very satisfying way. It's just... Okay. The, the movie is very well done. I was... So there are good debates in it about political and moral choices. I yeah, assume. exactly. And they, they handle them very fairly. They handle them like... They, they show... They give both major characters, both major archetypes, a chance to showcase their worldview. Mm. And... As a result, you're left kind of as the audience to go and look at them and go, huh, you know what, I think this guy's right. Well, you know what, but this guy has a good point, too. It's just, it's very well handled. Hmm. Damn. When, when was that made? 1995. 95, yeah. I think I'm seeing. Yeah. It's an older movie. There was one guy in the movie I was trying to recognize, like, where the fuck have I seen this guy recently? Because I knew I'd seen him in another movie. One of the major characters was the guy that played Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like I, What's I didn't. What else rec- is he in? I don't actually know him from anything else. <laughs> well, I hadn't seen him. In, I think he was a much bigger actor back in the '90s, probably. Um, I, but I didn't really know him that well either. And it was only like because in the movie he ha- he's rocking like a 1980s flat top, like. <laughs> He doesn't have the long hair he has in Lord of the Rings, and so that's, I think, why I didn't recognize him at first. It took me a while to place who he was. 
Vigo Mortensen. Oh, I never would have remembered that name. No, I've never heard of it before. <laughs> uh, I'm just having a quick look at what else he's in. Uh, Captain Fantastic, whatever the hell that is. Green Book, Eastern Promises, A History of Violence. I don't know any of these films. I haven't really heard of... No, I, I don't know any of those either. Wait, View 45 plus more? How many films has he been in? Jesus. Jesus. He's apparently a pretty uh, prolific actor, it's just not movies that I know. No. Uh, <coughs> G.I. Jane? Excuse me. Uh, God, Appaloosa. I don't know. There's some of... here that I've heard of. Yeah. But never seen. I've There's heard of Appaloosa, I feel like, but I can't place what it actually is. That's a place, isn't it? Oh, apparently he was in Psycho. I don't even know what that is. It's like a, you know, do, 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 in the shower with the knife. I I know the reference. I didn't, I actually I never knew what movie it was from. Yeah, very famous book. Ten film. Uh... Well, that was the movies that I watched this week. Shall we go on to the movie that we both watched yeah. this week? My movie choice of the week was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which, if you're outside the UK, you'll never have seen, probably. <laughs> but I did very funny. I did check with my, my parents. My dad watches a lot of movies. Like, typically, if I, I find, like, a good film, he's he's already seen it, and he can, you know, give me his, his thoughts on it. Yeah. He'd never heard of this one. Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, it's like quintessentially British. I, I don't know, I, I, well, won't it make much sense, I suppose, to most people, but when you watch it, it really is just very Cockney. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's, when, I, I don't know when it's set. It seems like it was set, well, I mean, it's probably set around, like, the contemporary time, because it was... It was made in the late 90s, and it felt like 90s. I think... I, I, I vaguely remember hearing that it was made to look older than it is, and mm. even with the camera work and stuff. But that may have just... That may have been, like, a design choice. Um, either either yeah, way, yeah, it, was, it was quite a good... And you're right by saying it's very British. Um, had I not... Had I not known, like, as much as I know about... Well... British, culture. yeah, exactly. British culture, uh, both from from going there and my many many interactions with a certain British person, mm. I probably would not have understood a few of the references or a few of the turns of phrase. Yeah, the, the movie itself. The best way I can probably describe it, and this is another like movie watcher sin. I have never watched Pulp Fiction, but. I yep, know. We the, keep saying we need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I know the general like premise. And I know the general themes of that movie. The way I think would probably be a good way to describe this movie is that it's it's a British Pulp Fiction. Right. Okay. Yeah. The the, the very much the era the the haircuts the style is kind of in similar. terms of yeah, yeah the feel. I will say though, just like. <laughs> for very different reasons, but just like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, this was a movie that from beginning to end, I was just 
smiling and enjoying myself. It was such a good movie. <laughs> yep, it's a uh, it's a bit it's a little bit grim if if you're if you're a younger viewer. Mm. Um, just just mild. You don't, I don't think you even really see any blood, but the. You, there's a couple. There's of, you the see some dead people. Yeah, you yeah. see some dead people with some blood on them, but. Um, but no, a lot of very funny jokes, and also like some moments of suspense. Yeah, uh, and the ending was just down. so fucking perfect. Yeah, that that cliffhanger. Yeah. But um, well, that one just spoil it. Um, I mean, should we go into spoilers? No. We can. We, I mean, if we we announce it right here, we can go into spoilers. Yeah, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Alright, so from here on, if you want to watch that movie, what we're going to talk about literally for the rest of this segment is this movie. <laughs> so you can you could fast forward to segment three if you don't want this movie uh, spoiled too badly for you. Uh, otherwise, mm. keep listening and we're just going to chat about it. So the, th the, the premise of the movie uh, is that there are several factions, right? There's these four brothers who live in kind of a shitty apartment, and they get involved in a poker game, which a guy cheats and fucks them over. And then there's, uh, like, a gangland guy who is trying to steal some antique weapons from some noble person. And then there's also this group of really stoned out of their mind, like, pot growers. Uh, there's a gang of, like... Uh, these these black dudes who's led by a guy who honestly looks a little bit like prince in the 80s um and who's a he's just all of these factions all try to do a similar thing simultaneously and they all end up crashing into each other and screwing yeah, they up links to one another yeah they they all end up screwing each other's plans up completely yeah and I, I guess this is the point where you go, hilarity ensues. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's, you also missed out the assholes next door. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. There's also some drug dealers who live next door to the four brothers, and that's how they find out about this whole thing, to steal some money. And there's the two people that go and steal the guns, the, the Scots. Oh, yep. The, yeah. No, I think they were, weren't there supposed to be, like, Yorkshire people? Oh, yeah, they, they were northern, anyway. Yeah. Maybe Manchester. Well, or... <laughs> that was one of the. This is one of the many references I meant when I said that there are certain things that you won't get if you don't understand British culture, and that was when the the more southern guy there. Yeah. He is walking away, and he's like, "Fucking northern monkeys," and then the the, the two guys who are from the north is like stupid southern twat or something like that and it was yeah. it was just like it was such a <laughs> it was a moment that i found funny but it's because i found it funny because i've spent so much time watching like british tv and talking to brits mm -hmm. it's like two different football teams essentially they were yeah portraying basically um for for a good um actually for a good analog for the boston audience it's like the red sox and yankees right two, two factions like forced to work together yeah exactly two people that yeah they, they have no respect for each other but they're working together for a mutual interest specifically yep. red sox and yankees fans not the teams uh and then there was also the the dealer that went between 
the northerners, the crazy Afro dude, and yeah, the cra- the crazy Afro dude is the guy that I said looked like Prince in the eighties. Yeah. There was I, also I can't think of his name, and I don't want to be offensive. So <laughs> what's his name? Uh, guy was it Guy Ritchie? No, it wasn't Guy Ritchie. Uh, who the big guy? The big guy with the kid. Big, oh, uh, uh, bloody hell. Oh, I even talked about him before we started watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember. The his... guy that does Staying Alive, that commercial. You know, the... what, uh, another reference, if anyone's seen the movie. Uh, the movie Gone in 60 Seconds. He plays, like, the big silent dude. Um, he's kind of like... He, uh, he plays like an... Inf- Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. He plays like a uh, kind of stoic enforcer throughout the movie and but he like brings his son around on business yeah he's um everyone loves Vinnie Jones he's a very typecast actor he is uh, and he's excellent every every movie I've seen him in he's been excellent in. yeah actor singer presenter former professional football player uh singer yeah so Apparently. he maybe he's honestly he sounds like the British version of um Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah, because The Rock was kind a, of. The Rock was a football player, and then he did professional wrestling for a while, and then he started yeah. being typecast <laughs> as a movie star, and then he ended up being like a really good actor. I thought you were gonna say Arnie, but yeah, no, no, no. Rock probably makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they've got fingers in a lot of pies, uh, um, and yeah, it's it's kind of, he kind of embodies. A kind of mentality over here of uh, the big tough but honorable lad yeah I like that that bit at the end when he, he drops the uh, it, we are in spoiler territory so I, I feel fine saying this he drops the bag down on the table he's like I've taken what I think is fair if you don't like that you can come and find me and then they open the bag and it's fucking empty <laughs> <laughs> yep um <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that nice car. Although honestly, that car is I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I suppose for the day it was probably a lot more. I mean, the, the, maybe it's that movie cars. was like a cavalcade of like really shitty cars. Yeah, and there was there was a lot of famous actors in it as well. There was the, even the, even the parking warden who was like the butt of about three jokes in the mm. whole film. That was it. He's um a, a very famous. Oh, what's his uh, face? The bald guy. He's been in a bunch of action movies, like, bald over guy. here. The bald guy. He was one of the four brothers. Oh, um... God damn it. I'm terrible with actors' names. Yes, um... So am I. Alright, I'm just gonna look up the cast. You keep talking for a second. I think he's been in Fast and the Furious movies. Um, he, he may have been in a... Yeah, movie. yeah, he's, um... Uh, okay, Jason Statham. Jason... Oh, Jason Statham, yeah. <laughs> Jason Statham. Jason Statham, yes. Jason <laughs> <laughs> That's that list Dexia kicking in. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, like even he, th- there were a lot of actors that I recognized in it. But I won't mm. lie, watching the uh, the scene in the beginning with where they're playing poker made me want to play poker. Yeah. I haven't played poker in a long time. We used to, so this is, this is a bit of a side tangent. Uh, Juan Raymond and I used to go hiking with some friends. And uh, we used to, at like capstone the hiking trip by playing uh, like $5 poker so we'd play Texas Hold'em 
and we'd play for money, but it would only be for like five bucks. So no one's gonna cry if they lose. Yeah. So you're playing. You still feel like you win, and you you don't want to just play like an asshole because you know you're still gonna lose money if you lose. But you're not playing for a ton, so that you're not bitter at your friends if you you know lose all your money. Hmm. Because again, you only lost like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would prefer generally playing those kinds of games. Um, with a little bit of incentive, just not. Yeah. Not not. Math. Yeah. Not like a ball breaking kind of incentive. New, not like whatever it was, one and a half mil. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it was. It was. It was, was five hundred thousand pounds, if I remember right, from the. Yeah, which um, at now, how much is like the pound has changed a lot from the nineties. That was actually pretty close to the dollar, if not less than the dollar. Now though, the pound is like we're into economics now. The pound is like one point two to the dollar. So one point two dollars to the pound. So five hundred thousand pounds would be somewhere in the neighborhood of like six hundred and fifty thousand dollars, something like that. Yeah, six hundred thousand. Who the hell's calling at this time oh, of day? Oh my god! Um, Who is calling during the podcast? Right. How unprofessional. Love. <laughs> um. But yes, great, great uh, thing. Had uh, Jason Fleming. Uh, was another famous actor in there. Uh, Rob Brydon, uh, Sting, from the the musician. Wait, really? Yep, he was the dad of the main character. Oh, uh, in the bar. Oh shit. Yep. I did not realize that. Uh, yeah, that just, God, I didn't realize it was such a star-studded cast. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, that's that's all I got on the uh, lock and stock. Yeah, we didn't actually we didn't really spoil too much. Um, nah, so too much. D- even if you're still listening, watch that movie. That movie is excellent. Also, mm-hmm. Crimson Tide, great movie. And if you feel like something a little bit more lighthearted, Sonic the Hedgehog, because it was well done. Yeah, for uh, the younger audience. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I. Well, no, for anyone. But I mean, the other two aren't for you. Well, yeah, but if you're. <laughs> if you're if you're middle aged like me and have uh, have a gaming childhood, um, you'll probably enjoy it too. Hmm. Oh, that makes me think of Tron now. Did you ever watch Tron the original? I mean, not the remade one. Oh, okay. I was about to say yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've seen the remade. I saw the remade one on a flight. Um, I think it was like two years ago. I was flying back from a business trip, and I remember like. I just I wanted something silly and mindless to have on and just like to to fall asleep to essentially. <laughs> so I watched that. That was a mistake. That movie was awful. Really? The remade one? Uh, I, c- I can't remember if I've seen the original the remade. I don't know. I think I, I, I must have seen the fan. remade. It was... I think I was I was expecting something a little bit different than what I saw. It wasn't... It just wasn't good. Like, the characters were... completely forgettable. The The plot was practically non-existent. It just... The only reason that movie existed was so that people could, like, ride around on neon motorcycles. Yeah, I mean, it was very pretty aesthetic. Oh, it was a beautiful movie. 
Well, it's kind of like it, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Avatar. That movie was very very pretty, but the plot was just like let's copy paste Pocahontas and like mix it up with Fern Gully. There we go. We've done it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Too far. I haven't seen. Oh wait, I have seen Pocahontas. Just around yeah. the river bend. Uh, yeah, you. We watched the Disney, didn't we? I don't. Uh, I don't know if we've watched it for movie night yet. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It was one of the first Disney films we ever watched when we were doing Disney nights. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was quite a while with, ago. Uh, yeah. Hunchback and. Uh, oh God! I fucking love Beauty Hunchback and Notre Dame. Yeah. So that's yeah the end of that man that was about four years ago. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. That's that's a real yeah. throwback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one and only time I watched it. Uh, sorry, I'm just like throwing out a whole bunch of random films now. I'm just kind of. Well, that's the thing. We had quite a bit to talk about during this media segment, but we we've actually <laughs> exhausted it. <laughs> yeah, we, we we blew our load early. There's like there's. Yeah. Um, to be fair, there are thought-provoking films, and that doesn't necessarily mean a film is good. Yeah. But there are also good films that are not thought-provoking. I think Lock, Suck, Smoking Barrel, Two Smoking Barrels is a great film because it's funny and there's a good bit of action in it. But there's not much politics or yeah, yeah, I can see that. Think about. The the yeah. movies like. It you feel like I described it when you you said it before. Like it made me feel good from beginning to end. It was just a good mm. movie. But you're right. There's not really much we can debate or talk about in it. And honestly, of the movies that I talked about, Sonic is the exact same way. You just felt good watching it, but it's not going to provoke any kind of intellectual debate. Yeah, Crimson Tide a... would, but you haven't seen it, so I don't. I, I, I'm no. actually debating with myself. <laughs> The um, there was a, a film I watched many years ago that my dad recommended, and I think he recommended it to me. I might have just watched it anyway. Um, and it was this deep and meaningful and political and all sorts of crazy stuff, but it was so. They went so hard into that, that I didn't enjoy the film because it was so dotted around and. The plot was an afterthought to try and get the message across. Well, sort of. The, the plot was so dense and thick that I, I, I kind of lost track of things. And then I lost interest in a lot of the characters because it didn't make sense in my brain. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the film is. This isn't going to help. Well, um, I mean, I, while you're trying to think of it, that's one of the reasons that I enjoyed Crimson Tide, is that there is a interesting philosophical debate buried in the movie, but they don't hammer you over the head with it. They don't sacrifice the plot to try and get all of the message across. It's just like, you know, here here is a here's an argument that on the surface seems simple, but beneath the surface has layers and layers and layers of nuance. And so yeah. you, you can think about it for a long period of time, but you don't have to work to get the basic argument. You can your brain will, will get it just from watching the movie. Did you find the movie yeah. you were talking about? No. Although I did come up with another uh, film that was I think meant to be all about deep and meaningfulness and it just ended up depressing and 
Have you heard of the pursuit of happiness? No, I haven't. The name it's, sounds uh, kind of familiar, but the the it's not ringing any bells. It's a Will Smith uh, movie. Oh, I have seen that movie. Is that the one? With the Rubik's cube. Yes, I have seen that movie. Yeah. Oh my god, that it's I been a long time since I saw that, that movie. Was, that was dreadful. <laughs> I I love that movie. <laughs> really? It was so depressing. Like, well, just... that's that's why I liked it. I like depressing movies. I like depressing music. I like depressing media. It makes me uh, feel better. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. No, I like. It's I. I see it the same way as um, people who really like horror movies. They like being scared and the, the thrill of like the kind of horror movie. I I like the kind of emotional experience that comes along with reading, listening to, or watching something that's you know generally tragic or depressing. I like tragedies. I'm trying to think of one that I liked that was pretty dark. Honestly, I don't think I feel I feel heavier, like burdened, after watching something that's too depressing. Really? Um, yeah, that's why, like, yeah. I used what? to watch this YouTuber for the longest time, and then suddenly realized that before I clicked on a video, I had, like, an inward groan, and I was like, wait, I'm not enjoying this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, It's interesting that you put it that way, because I honestly okay. feel the exact opposite. Like, I, I like, yeah. watching kind of a, like, if I'm, if I'm feeling heavy or burdened or like something like that and I watch like a tragedy or something depressing listen to something depressing I feel light afterwards like I feel like I've I don't know I, I don't know how to put it it's it's a kind of emotional release almost yeah for so. some reason the pursuit of happiness is under motivational <laughs> I mean maybe you think it is but I don't <laughs> I mean it, they didn't say it was a good motivation <laughs> To be fair, so is Wolf of Wall Street, and that's definitely not the right kind of motivation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just maxed the mic so much, I'm sorry. The Wolf uh, of Wall Street. If anybody hasn't seen Wolf of Wall Street, it's uh, a Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> film about a guy who does uh, stock, uh, stocks and shares during, uh, I was about to say 9-11. D yeah, um, not during that. During... The Wall Street crash. Um, well, he starts right after the Wall Street crash. The Wall Street crash happened in the 80s. That's true. That's what motivated him to get... Yeah. To work harder for it. And, and it he was, makes his own business, becomes yeah. vastly successful, uh, gets everyone in his business vastly wealthy, and then the wealth kind of gets to his head and he ends up self-sabotaging himself. Yeah, it crashes and burns in a airplane made of cocaine. Yeah, um, but it, it really did embody kind of the uh, decadence, I guess, of the eighties too. I, I, I mm. actually that movie is you're right. That is really fucked up, and that is not motivational. But no. I, I enjoyed that movie. It's yeah, it's very it's done very well. They portray the emotions and the things going through people's heads as opposed to just going through their wallets. Yeah, and it it had. Uh, it had a, yeah. like it was. It also had some funny moments too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it absolutely did. There was a lot of very funny like comedic moments. 
Um, uh, sorry, Pokemon the first movie is on here as well. <laughs> that's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. I, I, re- see I that, like that movie. Since I was a very young child. Yeah. Uh, what, that came out in, what, 99, right? Uh, was it 98 well, or 99? Because <clears throat> I remember seeing that when I, I was in middle school at the time. Um, it came out in 2000. Which is weird, because there was a movie called Pokemon the Movie 2000. Wait, am I... Pokemon the first movie... Pokemon Mewtwo the first movie. Back. Oh, 98, sorry. 98, okay, yeah. I would have been 10. <laughs> right, uh, I think the release date in the United Kingdom was 2000. Yeah, I, I remember going to, to see it, because they gave you special edition Pokemon cards for a ticket. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. They do, Pokemon does a lot of that stuff where you got to be like in Japan at a certain time or date to get a special Pokemon. Yeah, I did that with Pokemon Go. I got a Farfetch'd because I was in, yes, I was in yes, Tokyo yeah. and I was so happy. <laughs> and then I, I brought you low by saying that literally that week they had released Farfetch'd everywhere. Literally. And <laughs> they waited until I went to Japan to ruin my happiness. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, we, That'll you know, despite the fact that we were waffling around the 25 minute mark, we're now at 36. So yeah, I, I mean, we've just been, like, firing at any random target. Uh, uh, we're fast and loose, but we, we've had, like, some good stuff to talk about this week, even if we did waffle a bit near the middle. Um, any, yep. well, anything else that you want to talk about before we uh, end off this segment? Uh, nope, just uh, prep for the end of the month uh special segment coming next oh yeah that's true yeah we're, we're doing a trivia quiz yeah. extravaganza you get to see possibly kaiser's beautiful face again <laughs> i know you've been gagging for it oh uh, <laughs> you're gonna make Sorry. me blush oh <laughs> all right and hopefully maybe a different hat have you got a different hat today or is it the same hat uh i mean i have that russian hat do you have the? I think you had like a. Do you have like a turkey hat, or am I imagining things? You're nice. imagining things. I used to have a okay. corn cob hat, but a that's my parents' place. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's back at my parents' place. Anyway, sorry. God, I've Oh god, now I'm coughing. Um, all right, this is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, and hopefully you'll tune in for segment three, where Blue embarrasses me on camera. Yay! And welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. I just realized that I normally do a bit of a hesitation at the beginning to help me with the editing process. I'm on camera now, so people just saw me sitting there like, for a few seconds before uh, I actually did that. Yes, we are back yep. with another trivia segment, uh, which means I am on camera. You get to and see needles. both myself and this monitor that isn't plugged in anything right behind me. Yep. It's everyone's favorite time of the month. It is that time of the month. God. It's time to get your quiz on. And, you know, per usual, this time I have disguised it a little uh, differently. Um, I, I have my, my beverage, which, uh, come on. Come on, camera, when focus. It, focuses, it says not bees. It says not beer. Not bees. Bees. There's no bees in that. And I've got my um, trusty bottle opener that looks like a rifle round. Lovely. Uh, but yes, um, so uh, you want to introduce us, Quizmaster? 
Okay. Uh, yes. Well, uh, wait. Introduce us. Introduce like what the the theme. Our of. contestant today. Oh, God damn it! The, the, the theme. <laughs> the theme. Today's theme, where I could actually get some little bit of information about, is on Thanksgiving. That's the theme for today. Although there, are, yeah. So like I said, there's probably going to be about four or five. Uh, actual Thanksgiving slash Black Friday related questions. Um, the rest are kind of interesting things or topical things or media things. Just a bit of fun for everybody. Because um, yeah. that's what we need at the end of the month. And I was instructed to uh, procure a, another silly hat. So This is indeed the case. Here today we have the mighty Yashanka. Which it does not fit over my headset like everything else. But... Yep, we have Russian Kai. What would Russian Kaiser's name be? Um... Uh, what's what's what if the Kaiser is German Germany? What's well that literally it's czar. Czar is czar. Okay. They, both words derive from Caesar. Today we are. It's not longer. It's no longer Kaiser. It's Tsari. Please that sounds like a girl's name, which seems better. It does sound like a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sari the Russian. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, yes, as usual, there will be 15 questions. Feel free to play along at home. Mm. I've tried to make them as not inside joke based as possible. Um, they may be a little bit British based because I don't know things that Americans don't know. <laughs> all the time. Um, but, again, we'll see how it goes. There's one minute on the clock, as per usual. This time, I'm going to change it a little bit and say I'm going to read out the question, then start the clock, because, I don't know, some of the questions... Yeah, it, was, it just might be a little long yeah, to talk. If you just I had a verbose to... question, you fucked me over. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um and now I can't find the stopwatch on my phone. Here we go, right. <laughs> uh, okay, I am good and ready. Hope everyone at home is. Kaiser, are you ready? Yes. Okay, where's my actual dragon? There it is. Got my dragon. The keeper of the stopwatch. Okay. Alright. We, we can't see you, this is just all nonsense. This is, there's, well, yes. When isn't what I say nonsense. <laughs> um... Okay, right. On your marks. So, wait, why am I saying that? Because I've got to read the question out and then. Yeah, you do. The you, just, you forgot the, the rule that you just made up. Yeah, I didn't just make it up. I planned it in advance. <laughs> I hadn't made. I hadn't planned what I was going to say now. Anyway, right. Okay. Why, and where, did Thanksgiving start? Go. Okay. So, I know the, the story behind this is that it was pilgrims in, I want to say, Jamestown. Uh, and they were starving with, like, a brutal winter. And there was a Native American who gave them, like, helped them show, like, helped show them how to, like, grow food and survive in the, the, the climate of um, North America. That's the story? I don't know if it's true or not. It, for all I know, it was invented by a greeting card company in the 40s. But I'm going to say that. <laughs> okay, is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Not the greeting okay. card one, the first one. 
stopping the clock at 40 seconds. Alright, here's what I dug up, and this could be total rubbish, but the internet never lies, Kaiser. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it never lies. Uh, a 1621 harvest feast shared by the English colonists uh, of Plymouth. Oh, I said Jamestown, didn't I? Fuck. Yep. And the Wampan... Alright, I'm gonna butcher this word. Wampanaung people. Uh, basically, uh, they came ashore and they were looking for food and that kind of thing. I, and then some I, local Wampangs came across and they were like, Hey, you seem like cool dudes. Let's have a party, basically. Alright, so I, I'm taking this off, by the way. Good. Okay. <laughs> my head's getting hot wearing this thing. Overheating. Um, my So, I, okay, I was close. I honestly should know the Plymouth thing, because I live pretty close to... Uh, well, Plymouth is in Massachusetts. It's my state. But I, w I, w I said Jamestown, because I was... For some reason, I was thinking that it had to be one of the first colonists... Colonists... In, um, yeah. in in North America, but it wasn't. It was the the James uh, the Plymouth colonists, which they didn't even want to go to Massachusetts. They got blown off course, and that's how they ended up there. I know the something, history behind it, but I still fucked it up. So something a little bit fun that I thought uh, since Plymouth had few buildings and manufactured goods, most people ate outside while sitting on the ground or on barrels with plates on their laps. Mm. The men fired guns, ran races, and drank liquor. Struggling to speak in broken English and wampang wag. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, they had like a, a proper proper day of it. That sounds really cool. I mean, it, uh, it and does then actually obviously, uh, there was a treaty between them that lasted until King Philip's War of sixteen seventy five. It lasted for seventy years. It's pretty good. Yeah, and then yeah, they killed each other. So yay! <laughs> Welcome anyway, to history. That's there, there. You go. That's the, a little bit of. That's probably the longest one that. Yeah. I feel I like okay. that is the theme of history in general. <laughs> the treaty lasted for a while, and then they killed each other. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, you ready for question two? I am, and hold on, i got to refill my tiny cup. Yes, yes, that... Well, okay, I think we should both take it. That's fine. Yeah, have a we, drink. I, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it being a, a both of us sort of thing, because mm. I got close. I got close, but I, I, I chose the wrong... Uh, the wrong Place. settlement. Yeah, I, I mean the James, basic story was J Jamestown was yeah I had the I had the basic story right but I had the wrong location and I honestly mm. I should have known it because I'm from Massachusetts. Jesus, hardly an American, jeepers! Uh, I'm an American. Okay. I didn't know my own state. <laughs> uh, next question: Where did the name Black Friday come from? Alright, this is going to be a complete guess. Complete shot in the dark. I think okay. that it probably came from some sort of like a marketing or sales term. Like a, a, like a black tag special or something like that. Like a mm. clearance kind of thing. Um, mm. So that, that's my guess. Okay, right. So, I have kind of two stories on this. Um, one of them which you came pretty close to. Now, uh, they both... they, they they used to say that basically, when doing the accounts for a business, if it was an, a negative amount, they would put it in red pen. If it was in a positive, then it'd be in black pen. Yeah, in the black. So that yeah, it's it's a phrase that's still used. Like Black Friday, using the black pen, it's the business is selling a lot. Um, yeah. 
so, I mean, you kind of got close to that kind of thing. But uh, apparently police officers in Philadelphia were the first to link Black Friday to the post-Thanksgiving period in the 1950s. Uh, basically because they had... they Everyone had to work that day. Uh, it was a super wow. long shift because of all the carnage that came. So they were thinking like it was a dark, dark day. Yeah, so there's a positive side and a negative side to it. Um, yeah, okay, you're, you're drinking for that one. Yeah, I didn't... I, I even I don't think my answer was close enough. I didn't I didn't know how much you knew about these events because I don't know it's it's maybe it's something that's well known over there but not over here. I mean uh, okay yeah. The, the the rest of the questions are a lot less history based. I'd say. Well, the, okay, history based. The first one was probably my best shot because I think the third one is probably one of my favorite ones. Okay, okay let's hear it. How many turkeys have been pardoned by American presidents to the nearest five? It should be the number of presidents. I don't know when the tradition started, though. Uh, I'm going to say 35. You can say 35 turkeys have been pardoned? Yeah. You sure? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm stopping the clock. How many turkeys have been pardoned? 33. <laughs> you fucking nailed that shit. Yeah! So my my thinking is there's only been forty some odd presidents, right? right? So I figured it was a tradition that started like you know after the first few presidents had gone through. So I'm like, if there's been forty, some I'm, I'm guessing the first ten didn't do it, and so I just guessed in the middle of the thirties. Yeah, I mean, if you knew when they'd started doing it, which I think 1987, I believe it was, then you could work out what. Wait. It wouldn't have been 80, it would have been like 1887. If there's 35 presidents, it would have been like 1887. No, 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 no. They only started in 1987. Well, there wouldn't have been 30 presidents then, unless we're like, we're, you know, they're killing them and rapid No, there aren't 30 presidents. Oh, 33 <laughs> turkeys. turkeys. Wait, so have, yeah. have, have multiple, oh, right, because they're in for like four years or something like that. And So I got the okay. right answer for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. So, I was thinking uh, it was Reagan like one was turkey one. per president. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan was the first one to pardon a turkey in 1987. Uh, he did two, Clinton did two, George Bush did seven. You can just work out how many, you know, years they were in presidency. Yeah. Uh, then Obama, and then Trump. The latest um, Trump, Trump just did turkey. one. Yeah. T Trump's done four. Yeah, no, he, um, I mean, he just did one, like, this last week, because it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. It, it was actually uh, really, called, it was really funny. Called Corn, was oh. the, the turkey was called. Uh, chosen over Cobb. Uh, yeah, and owned by some people from Iowa. I literally... There you go. All right, well, it's your drink. It is indeed. That was a uh, very lucky guess you made. <laughs> That's why I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Trying to throw you off. Mm. Yeah. Delicious cherry. One thing I've learned um, from my college days is that typically, at least in my experience, my first instinct is usually right. Like, if I mm. second guess myself, I typically get an answer wrong. And I, I found right. that with like college exams and stuff like that. Every answer that I second guessed, I typically got wrong, and so I just go with go with my gut. Okay, well, 
Uh, that's one point to you. Wait, one and a half points to you so far. Okay. Yeah, it's we're, we're one, uh, one and a half, one and a half. Let's see how long we can actually remember how much you've got. All right, okay. Question four. Name seven items that would commonly be on your plate at a traditional Thanksgiving. Oh, traditional. I don't know how traditional my family This is based is. off internet search, so think about what internet would say, not anyone else. All right. Um, we're going to go with turkey, apple Correct. pie. Uh, nope. Oh, really? Okay. Um, cranberry sauce. Yep. Okay. Uh, mashed potatoes. Yep. Corn. Yep. Carrots. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, fuck, that's four of them so far. That's four. I need three more. Um, There's some basic ones that you're missing. Gravy. Yep. Okay, that's five. Two more. Shit. Uh, 17 seconds. Apples. Pumpkin. Nope. Um, pumpkin what? Pumpkin pie. Correct. And one more. Six. Uh, Nine seconds. Picturing a Thanksgiving dinner in my head. Uh... No, done. Fuck. You what got was... six. Ah, uh, six. What was the, the last other... one? The... So there was turkey stuffing. Stuffing. Potatoes. Oh my! I just <laughs> right? thought of that as part Stuffing's of the turkey. Like the best fucking bit. I know it is, but I just thought of it as part of the turkey. <laughs> I got stuffing in my fridge right now. Uh, gravy. Obviously, you got that one. Green beans. Green. Be yeah, we don't really usually have those. Uh, but to be fair, I th I would have given I I uh, kind of on the fact carrot yeah I feel like everyone would have had carrot, um, but this is going by what the the, the internet yeah. suggests yeah yep yep uh, no. play by the rules, corn got that one uh, yep. dinner rolls oh fuck yeah bread yeah we yeah we have those I didn't know what dinner rolls were at first we just call that a bread roll <laughs> yeah just like these little cooked uh, yeah yeah little, little mini bread, bread rolls um. Cranberry sauce, obviously you got, and pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. All right. Yeah, and the, the two that I missed, stuffing and bread rolls, like, both of those things were at my Thanksgiving dinner this year. Mm. And they, they always I'm going to give you a half point, because you did say carrots, and I think that's kind of, that's pretty fucking vital. Certainly is over here. So, half point. Uh... Ah, moving on. Okay, it's another another foodie question. Okay. <laughs> Which if you get, I, will, I think it's going to be another random Kaiser guess. Coming up. <laughs> well, let's see. Okay. I, I tend to do good with these. <laughs> question number five. How many calories in the average raw turkey to the nearest 1,000? Like the whole, the whole bird? The whole bird. They don't. They don't actually have a whole lot of fat, so it's mostly like. I'm sorry if this makes anyone feel self-conscious. <laughs> I'm gonna say 3,800 calories. 3,800. Yeah. Say? Yeah. Okay. I, is that I, your final answer? Yeah, it is my final answer. Also, I forget that you guys don't say things like that. 3,800. 3,800. Yeah, I just had to clarify my hand <laughs> before. I... <laughs> All right. How. Uh, According to, uh, again, according to Google, how many calories in the average raw turkey is the nearest 1,000? 7,053. Job is off by half. Holy shit. Yep. That's that's a lot of calories. That is quite a bit. Although, um, I kind of believe it. I ate, like, an entire... We had an 18-pound turkey this year. 
Yeah. I had a uh, an entire leg and thigh, and I felt like I was going to pass out. Jesus. And this is before it's been roasted, which obviously adds more calories. Right. And when you add the stuffing in there. And, stuff. and my mother did this thing this year where you... You slice the skin at the top and put butter mm. in under the skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was delicious. Oh, I can imagine. That's heart attack food right there. <laughs> but worth it. I don't know. I'm still kicking. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, okay. <clears throat> gives you good, it gives you good... Actually, I was going to say it gives you good New Year's resolution. It's a bit far from that. No. If it was Christmas, it would have. I mean, honestly, uh, I, I, I don't think dieting is anywhere... In my future, ever. If I if <laughs> I, I eat if to. I eat too much and like start putting on weight, I just work out more. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. Okay, right. The next question is for inclusivity. Because um, I want to include everybody. I don't want to leave people out. And I feel like in the last one, I definitely left a group of people out. Oh, vegetarians. Okay. From the original Digimon Digital Monsters TV show, name four of the rookie Digimon. Wait, Rookie Digimon. Rookie Digimon. When they're not in their little poofy form. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Agumon, Gabumon, correct, Patamon, correct. and Palmon. Bam. Can That's you name easy. any others? You got uh, it yeah. right, but... Uh, Gomamon, uh, yep. Tentamon, yep. and... Is that one left. And so which ones do you see? Agumon, Gabumon, Palmon, Gomamon, Patamon. And then I said Gabumon. Um... And, uh, yeah. Gomamon. Did, Gomam, yep. did I say Gomamon that, already? There are two more that you haven't mentioned. Alright, I'm, I'm picturing them in my head, and I'm trying to figure out which ones I... Oh, um, bird... The little bird one. Is it just... It's not Bergermon, that's the, that's the evolved form. Um, Correct. You know, I don't, I don't actually remember what the, the little... It's a, it's a pink bird! I don't remember what the name of it is, though. Do you to tell you? Yeah, yeah, tell There's me. actually two that you're missing. Well, okay, uh, are, are you, hold on, are you counting the cat? The cat is one of them. Gatomon is actually a champion stage, it's not the rookie yep. stage. Exactly. I don't know what the rookie the... stage is called for Gatomon. Okay, Gatomon's rookie stage is Salomon. I don't know why. It also, it looks like a dog. Name. Yeah. And, uh, Piamon. Piyomon, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. I'm surprised. Uh, I don't know. I, I love that you series. You did really well. I, I loved that series as a kid. I watched the oh. shit out of Digimon. Uh, and for bonus points, name the first evolutions of those rookie Digimon. Oh, uh, Greymon, yep. Garurumon, yep. Bergermon. I knew that yep. one. Um, Togemon. Yep. Angemon. Wait, what was the last one? Angemon. Angemon. Who? Angemon. Angemon. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, You're missing the walrus? Ikakumon. Yep. The beetle? Uh, Kabuterimon. Yep, and finally... Who, who, am I, who am I missing? The cat. <laughs> oh, Anjuamon. What? Oh, Gatomon. Yeah, yeah, right. There you Champion go. stage. <laughs> Anjuamon was the ultimate one. I, I, I played... Man, you got... You fucking nailed that shit. So, both of us, we've talked about this before. You enjoyed the Digimon World video game. 
Mm. Digimon, I played the fuck out of Digimon World 2, and mm. I always wanted the, the guys from the TV show, so I, I like, mm. I knew all their evolutions and everything. Digimon I was, World is my favorite game of all time. I was going to struggle if you asked for the, like, the baby stage ones, because I remember a couple of them. Yeah, I can't remember that. <laughs> I, they, they're all weird names, like, Pooman or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, but I'm, I'm actually surprised how much of that I remember. Now, now I yeah, want to watch the TV show again now. Yeah, God. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't even remember, like, well, I mean, Salomon, who the fuck remembers Salomon? Yeah, I, I would have never remembered. The thing is, because uh, when she was introduced in the TV show, she was already in the champion stage, because they had to bring up Ty's little sister yeah. to be at the same power level as everyone else. Yeah, and also Gatmon. Uh, looks not like a champion, whereas all the other champions look fucking awesome. Yeah, they're they're huge. She's like this tiny yeah. little ninja cat. A cat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry for people who don't watch Digimon. It's your drink. Very boring. Uh, yes, I had a big drink for that one. Okay. Next question. Oh, fudge! My phone's gone to sleep. Okay. Why is Monopoly trending in the UK this morning? You're the only one on the fucking Twitter. Okay, um... <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna get as close as I can. Okay. I'm gonna assume they're not talking about the board game. I'm gonna assume it is, like, uh, something to do with a company monopolizing some British resource. I know a few years back they had problems because um, the cell phone companies were buying up airspace and then not actually putting up towers. And so you had no reception in a good chunk of the British countryside. Um, so that's my closest guess. I'm guessing it's because a company has bought up some resource that the British people think are vital. Okay, something to sign up. Uh, why is Monopoly trending in the UK this morning? The government's scientific advisory group for emergencies, or SAGE, has set down guidelines that there should not be any hugging, rowdy singing, or Monopoly over Christmas. <laughs> they do instead suggest quizzes as they do not involve bunching up oh oh god I pulled something laughing <laughs> so yes Monopoly is outlawed oh my because god. it's too touchy feely oh. <laughs> for Christmas um, I literally I pulled something <laughs> yes the, uh, the government scientific advisory group for emergencies said that um, any scientist that works for a government body is just a dropout that's yeah. my that's my theory like i mean the people if you if you were like a really good scientist you'd get hired by a company and get paid a fuckload of money so you've got two varieties of people who work for the government they're people mm. who failed at everything else or they're people who have a moral, like, complex that they have to, like, right the world. And I think both <laughs> I of those people are idiots. Funny. The, um, yeah, but, like, what's wrong with singing? Like, You're breathing. Yeah, but, like, this is gonna be, it's all gonna be, it has to be inside the house. It's not like you're doing this with random fucking people. I, no, honestly, Monopoly is the weirdest one on that list. Yeah, I mean, hugging and makes the most sense. Singing, kind of. I fucking yeah, hug my Monopoly. family. 
I had like, a bunch pe of people now are going to go out on Christmas into the street and find some random person to play Monopoly with in the middle of the street. No, I'm going to go out there and hug some random people and then ask if they want to, you know, the top hat in Monopoly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I, um, I totally got that one wrong. Yeah, well, def. Uh, okay, next question. And this is the point, by the way, where I've totally gone off the tracks with the whole theme. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it was good for a while. Did, and did, oh, shit, I just slapped the mic. Yeah, he just punched the shit out of that. Holy fuck. Um, uh, even Digimon yeah, wasn't really... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But at this point, I start just doing, like, interesting things that I thought of. Yeah. Um, okay, right. next question. Why are moths attracted to light sources? Oh, wow, I bamboozled him on this one. Whenever I hear the word bamboozled, I can't help but think of Apex Legends. Um, I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark and say that I okay. think it is because uh, light sources to them seem to represent heat, and being nocturnal, they want to be near a heat source uh, so they can keep warm. Okay, final answer then? Yep. Okay. Nope. Um, uh, that was a long shot. The, the moths navigate by moonlight and mistake light sources for the moon's reflection of the sun's light. Oh. Okay. That's why they're always flying in light. I got the nocturnal part right. It was because well, they're yeah, nocturnal. Moths are nocturnal. That's not the question at all. Well, I'm just saying. I got the reason that they're attracted to light is because they're nocturnal. That, that's what I mean. I, was, I got that part right. Yeah, no, have a it's... full drink. Fuck you. <laughs> I gave you half on some of the other ones. I'm not I'm not trying one. to fight back for points. I'm just pointing out that, you know, I, I had yep. some logic behind my incorrectness. Yeah, yeah, there was thinking behind it. It was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike earlier, where there was thinking behind it was wrong, but the answer was right. But it was right, yeah, exactly. Okay, oh, okay. Shit. Okay. Next question. This is why I don't expect anyone at home to get, but if you do, good fucking job. How many pages are in the first book of the series, A Song of Ice and Fire, called A Game of Thrones, to the nearest 50? Which yeah. uh, which version? Paperback or hardcover? Oh, fuck, I don't know. The, the paperback has uh, around 890 pages. Um, I have the original over there. But the um, the hardcover one was bigger. And as a result, it had less pages. So that one was only in the, the 700s. And the re-released versions they brought out later were in various shapes and sizes. Uh, I'm but... going to need a final answer. All right. Well, the paperback one I know because I own it. It's 890-something. I, I want to say it's 897, but I might be slightly off. And um, if you were to give a second answer, what would that be? Uh, 720, and I'm going to guess that because I know the hardcover was bigger. Okay, I'm stopping the clock. So you say... Uh, 897 and 720. So, there are, in Game of Thrones, the nearest 50, remember, mm. 694 pages. Okay, they are talking about the hardback then. So I will give it to you because I didn't count on the fact that there'd be different pages numbers. Uh, and you said 720, so that's less than 50. All right, nice. Yeah. You're um, drunk. I'm taking a drink. But yeah, no, the um, the paperback one is only about like that big, ish. Mm. 
And so as a result, it's much more dense. They had more pages in it. That was the version I owned as a child, which I read so often that it's like literally falling apart. Uh, but that one had like 800 and something pages. I, I may be making up 890, but it was it was in the 800s. Right. Okay. Returning slightly to the theme. According to BBC Good Food, mm-hmm. name seven ingredients that go into a pumpkin pie. Go. Pumpkin. Uh, flour. Yep. Sugar. Yep. Eggs. Yep. Milk. Yep. How many is that? Five, I think. Ah, shit. Uh, that's all I knew went into a pumpkin pie. Uh, cinnamon? Correct. One more. I don't bake. Uh, <laughs> cornstarch? Nope. Uh, 17 seconds. You should name one ingredient. I know. This is. I fucked up like this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crap. Uh, apples? Wait, no, that doesn't nope. make any sense. It's a pumpkin pie. Why would there be apples? I don't know. You put apples in fucking everything. Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh, too late. Time's gone. I don't okay, bake. You could have added. I cook. I cook quite a bit, but I do not bake. <laughs> you could have added. Short cross pastry. I, I would have never. Salt. S- How did I not <laughs> name salt? Nutmeg. That was the spice I was trying to think of when I said cinnamon. Well, cinnamon was also in there. It is, uh, it is, but when I was trying to think of cinnamon, I was like, I know there's another, like, festive spice that goes into stuff like that. Milk. I said milk. You said butter or milk? No, I said I said milk. I didn't say butter. Oh, okay. Butter. <laughs> butter would have been another one. <laughs> another uh, obvious ingredient that I should have said. You said sugar, mm. but you could have said caster sugar and icing sugar. I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bake. Someone in your family is going to beat the shit out of you for not. Well, well, my, my mother's the one who would actually know this stuff. Um, she like very she, close though. You got one off. To be fair, she's the one that taught me how to cook, but uh, I just I never had the patience for baking. Um, mm. I do baking for Christmas. All right, so that's me. Yep, that's your drink. Although I just took a drink for some reason, <laughs> it was just right there. I just couldn't help myself. We'll call it. <laughs> Call it 50 50 because I got. Yeah, six, you do I get, get six out of seven. Six out of the seven. Okay, right. Name in order, going out from the center, the planets of the solar system. Go. Uh, Mercury, Venus. Correct, correct. Earth, Mars, yep. Yep. Jupiter, Saturn. Yep. yep. <coughs> uh, oh, fuck. Uranus, Neptune. Yep. Yep. Pluto. I even though it Bam! Count. Nailed it in 16 seconds flat. I hesitated around uh, Neptune and Uranus, Uranus. but yeah. I, I remembered that... So, 
Uranus does this weird thing where it, it crosses. <laughs> it? Shut up. Where it, it, it crosses Pluto's orbit. So sometimes oh, okay. I remember when I was a kid, back when they thought Pluto was still a planet, um, that occasionally it would be the eighth planet in the solar system because they they crisscross in their orbit. Right. So every yeah. every like forty or fifty years or so, um, Pluto mm. is the eighth planet in the solar system and neptune is the ninth it just depends on their position i guess the average though is that pluto is further out yeah it is yeah, yeah. Pl pluto is further out and also has like a crooked orbit which is one of the reasons that they one of the reasons they don't consider it, a classified it yeah i i was obsessed with um like space science space. i yeah. was obsessed with like space-based science when i was a kid astronomy yeah that and history. Yeah, astronomy, thank you. Why could I not remember the word? Probably <laughs> I, I studied it, and I got a terrible grade in it. <laughs> uh, I didn't, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, it's just that we had fucking awful teachers. Uh, right. I, I had a teacher in third grade that told me that an hour was when the Earth rotated, and a day was when the Earth went around the sun. <laughs> what, what did they teach? It was just a general purpose. So in, at, that, at that grade, we didn't have delineated subjects. We had one teacher that would do, like, a couple different things, and then another teacher that would do a couple different things. Right, okay. um, It wasn't delineated. <laughs> and uh, I corrected her in class, and uh, she did not like me for the rest of the year. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, I thought I did it politely. Like, I, I was, it was in third grade. I was, like, eight years old. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that, that really just speaks... I, I felt, like, really bad, because I'm... Is. At that age, I'm like, the, you know... I was about to... <laughs> really gotta watch my language. <laughs> I was anyway. about to say, this bitch is supposed to know what she's doing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're a teacher, they have a moral responsibility. I did not think of it in such sweary terms as a child. No, of course not. Uh, right, ready for question 13? I am ready. I'm ready, Hal. Uh, who played the good in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? I've never seen the movie. I have no idea. Um, you talking about the actor? Yep. I don't know. Very famous actor. Um, is it Chuck Norris? One of the most famous... What? Is it Chuck Norris? Chuck no... No, it's not Chuck Norris. <laughs> Um, okay, wait, hold on. Well, no, no, you already told me it's not him, so we can we can move on. I know that the moment you minute. say it, I'm going to, like, kick myself. Yeah. John Wayne. Nope. All right. That, that's that's my last guess, though. Oh, yeah, true, fair, that was good. <laughs> uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint, oh, I should have known that. That's, yep. that's like the, the other in the cowboy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trifecta. That smoking hot devil. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, right. Question four. Two questions on... left. I'll have to trust you on that one. You'll have to what? Oh, shit, yeah, I got a drink. No, I haven't. No, no, I no. Won't. I s you, uh... <laughs> you said smoking hot devil. I was like, I'm going to have to trust you on that one. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, well, he's a bit old now. A little bit. Um, okay. Isn't he dead? This is going to be a, a toughie. During Black Friday, 48% of the entire U.S. online retail market 
had an average discount of what percentage to the nearest 10%? 40. Is that final? 41. <laughs> Is that final? Yes. <laughs> That's just 45. Very close. Holy shit. 4% difference. I was... Holy fuck. <laughs> 41, I got a little bit closer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I keep asking him, is he going to get to 45%? <laughs> 42. No, I, I, I'm actually... The way I figured it is that they're not going to... Um, they're not going to go, like, more than half off. Because that's when you start to eat into, like, profit margins. So I figured right. it had to be below 50%. But it had to also be significant to make it enough for Black Friday. So I said 40 yeah, well, good guess. It's the logic behind my guess. Alright. And so, the final question... No, hold up, it's your drink, and then it's the final question. I have already drank. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> my turn. Uh, the final question of this time of the month episode. Uh, how many days between Thanksgiving and Easter? Go. Wait, leap year or not leap year? Going forward from this year. Oh, okay. Um, oh, shit. Uh, okay. Three. I'll give you a three-day margin. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to say, so it's, I know with March in there, shit, I don't actually know what day Easter is. 20 seconds. Um, 146. You got 15 seconds left, is that your final answer? 147. Come on, maths boy. 147! No, uh, it's it's more than that. That's that's my problem, <laughs> is I, I know that with March in there, it's at the end of April. Stop. 160. Okay, the final answer is 129. Oh, I was I was actually closer the first time. Yeah, you when you said it's definitely more than 140, I was like, nope, he's fucked. Shit, yeah, <laughs> I fucked that one up. But uh, like, cause I was Show I was like doing final drink. Yeah, I was doing the addition in my head and uh, cheers. Cheers. I was doing the addition in my head, and I thought. I was putting Easter somewhere at the end of April, which I feel like I never know when a holiday is coming up until it actually happens. Yeah, I, I had to look up, I had to check, because I was like, it's going to be too easy if I say till till Christmas, and that's what everyone expects. Yeah. So I mean, a couple like, well, of them are just easy, like Christmas, 25th of December. But... Yeah. But Easter's a bit, it's the first of... April is it? I think um, when we do the the Sunday. Christmas special for the podcast, um, I will be the quiz master this time. Oh yeah! And um, <laughs> I've I've got I've already got some ideas about uh, that one because there's there's a lot of yeah. interesting history with Christmas. Yes, there's uh, a lot of different religions and stuff that are influenced. Yeah, and the Romans things. fucked around with it quite a bit. Yeah, well, don't make it too history heavy because I suck at it. <laughs> it's my it's my topic of expertise. 
It is. Um, but yes, that was this month's uh, time of the month quiz. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, if you have no more final thoughts, the last one. What was the final score, by the way? How many did I get right? Oh, who the fuck knows? <laughs> that we didn't pay attention <laughs> if you're following along at home maybe you can tell us did i win did i lose did i fuck up horribly um i mean there's 15 questions so you have to definitive i should know because we did half so they could have been a there, there were a couple halves yeah yeah it could have been a tie either way uh th thank you everyone for listening this is the end of episode 18 of the tmcj podcast uh hopefully you will tune in again soon uh i know we had a lot of fun hopefully uh you're having a lot of fun playing along with us hmm, i think you had a great thanksgiving i did have a great thanksgiving and hopefully all of you out there had a great thanksgiving as well <laughs>